Greetings Amigops and Top Teners everywhere. This is Mike from Top Ten with Kyle and Mike. I am joined this week, as I am every week, by our lovely Poloed host, Kyle. Kyle is joined this week by his lovely non-Poloed, maybe teed, I can't totally tell, sister Erin. Erin has joined us to discuss some topic. I have no idea what that topic is. I don't think Kyle does. He may. Hopefully he doesn't, to preserve the mystery. We're going to discuss Aaron's topic. We're going to debate it vigorously over the course of a hopefully manageably length episode. And then by the end of this episode, we will have a definitive top 10 list. So Aaron, what are we talking about tonight? All right. Hello, everyone. This is Aaron speaking. We <laughs> we are now going to discuss a list that I have put together. Take you to your leader. <laughs> what? This is Aaron speaking. <laughs> Hello, I am Aaron. I will be I your am host a human. today. <laughs> I do not eat. It's inorganic matter. To be fair, it's been you were. It's the last time you were on the podcast was episode seventeen. Which is some time ago. So I, I have completely forgotten how to do this. So you're a little out of practice. <laughs> out of practice. No. You'll, you'll get right back into it. I will attempt to speak more naturally. <laughs> from no, now. The good thing is your employer knows you're not interviewing because clearly <laughs> you're like talking to new people and new situation skills are not been uh, practiced lately. Yes, my great strength is I am a quick learner. <laughs> <laughs> what is my greatest weakness? Oh. <laughs> I don't have any. All right. <laughs> On that note, oh, yeah. um, the list that I have prepared, I have not told Kyle about. No, I have no I, idea. I really considered telling him, but I think that it's more fun if we don't. Today we're going to be talking about the top 10 things you don't want to own yourself, but you want a friend to own them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, oh my god, I really like I'll, this. I'll, alternative title, because that's a bit wordy. This one is just as wordy, but it's a little bit different. <laughs> Top 10 things you like to borrow, but you want to be able to give them back at the end of the day. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, I know that you guys hate when people do this, but I have a couple disclaimers here. Just because no, disclaim I'm, I'm away. disclaimers. I'm gonna disclaim away because I've got a list of them here. This could be its own top ten list. Disclaim- <laughs> ten ten disclaimers. Yeah. It was mostly because I didn't want to sound like a complete asshole like doing this podcast because it's all about like, well, I don't want this thing, but I want someone in my life to have it so I can use it type of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you do run the risk of sounding like an asshole. It's yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. But there are ways around it and it's not <laughs> Let's, I'll just get into the, the disclaimers here. So everybody within their lifetime will probably have two to three to maybe even half of the things on this list. Mm-hmm. But the chances that you have all of them are pretty slim. Okay. Just because it's, that would be kind of excessive. And now I'm, I'm starting to wonder if our stepdad Mark has ever seen <laughs> one of these things. Okay, so so just as like a starting point, we're we're generally assuming that the generic person in this situation is like making a good amount of money, but not a crazy amount. Like yeah, like, lives lives a good amount of time, but maybe doesn't lift like six hundred. Like this is a this is like an uh, above average, but not crazy person. Yeah, this is like a, a middle class person thinking okay. about yeah. Okay. And the next thing that I wanted to say is that things considered when making this list were of the item, uh, like the cost of it is taken into account, but that is not the main factor. So something wouldn't make it on this list if the only reason that I don't want it is because it's expensive. Like a Gucci bag. Okay. Right. Yeah. Or, well, we'll get into some, because some of them are, I think are on the honorable mentions, but that's what excluded them from the list. So. Yeah. It has to be something else like um, maintenance, maintenance, or yeah, like impracticality. Yeah, impracticality, that kind of thing. Okay, that um, makes perfect. I'm already thinking of like some stuff that I dreamt of having as a kid. That probably the main barrier is cost, but there's actually some other considerations that would be a real pain in the ass too. Right. So yeah, the scale that I kind of used was the items that appear really high on the list, being like number one, two, three. There are a lot of maintenance, and it's kind of the the least amount of reward that you get from it. Whether that be, yeah. it could be because of different reasons. But and then the items at the bottom of the list tend to be kind of the least maintenance, 
and you get like a decent reward out of it. It just, you know, it's not definitely not necessary to have in your life. So like I said, a lot of people will end up having a lot of the things on this list, but um, I think that the way to do it is to pick a couple of them and just like be that person. You know what I mean? Like you're going to pick a couple of these things and you're going to go a hundred percent on them and you're going to be known as the person who has that. And that's like, that's what you do. And so you're, you're kind of, you know, you get a, you get a pass because you're that guy. There, um, I'm going to feel like a jerk. Cause I, I, one of the, the word of the day a couple days ago was a word for a person that you don't like, but you keep around because they often pay for things. Mm-hmm. Like that's literally the only meaning of the word. <laughs> I'll look it up. What is the word? I'll have to look it up, but the, I, I don't think that we know anybody like this. We're like, we only hang out with them because they have like oh, something on the this worst. list. Like what a dismal concept. Yeah. You talk. <laughs> there's, a, there's a character like that on New Girl who like Schmidt had a friend. I forget his name now, but that was the only reason they kept him around and they almost like had him pay for their bachelor party to Tokyo, except the price he was going to exact was to do like a sack tap to Nick. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so they decided it wasn't worth it. Like, even though his friendship would pay for all the things they wanted, it wasn't worth it to them. That's probably wise. <laughs> I think yeah, they made the right probably. decision there. Well, that's a lot of talk, but I think we should get into it. I'm very excited. Because yeah. I can think yeah. of, like, a couple things, but I'm excited to see how you populated a list of ten. Yeah. Yeah. It's There's a little bit of, little bit of filler on here, but I think that for the most part, <laughs> for the most part, I think it's pretty stacked. I think it's pretty good. All right. Um, right. We'll start out with number 10. We are starting off, uh, starting off a little silly here, but number 10 for me is a trampoline. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's perfect. What a great, what a great pick. Like inconvenient, high risk of injury. Correct. Probably weren't allowed by your parents. Like that's a, that's a terrific pick. Yeah. And everybody knows like at least one family, maybe not still but like when you were growing up that they had the trampoline and you go over there maybe they have the net on it maybe they don't (laughs) and for some reason the the most inconvenient thing that i thought of when i thought of a trampoline was that it i mean it kills the immediate grass underneath it so you always have that's true like a great point a ring of yellow grass and that is the worst part about it that's not even not even to mention the injuries and the liabilities that you face having a trampoline but the enjoyability of jumping on a trampoline we cannot deny which is why it's on number 10 it's number 10 on this list that's something i hadn't actually considered like being like the family that has a trampoline like if you're the the income like the the breadwinners at a household where you're providing a trampoline for other neighborhood children, you're kind of assuming some sense of liability because like even it's not in, it's not your fault at all, but like if some kid comes home with a bloody nose or something, yeah, yeah. like they might come to you and be like, "What the hell?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that is a good point. I also another thing that I'm thinking about here, which I don't know if this will be a good through line for the whole list, but that is striking me about this is being the person who owns a trampoline, you're never going to enjoy it as much as the person borrowing the trampoline. Also because, true. like, <laughs> you, you own the trampoline, and so you could use it all the time, but you don't because you don't have anybody there with you. But if you're visiting the trampoline, you're always accompanied by somebody, which is the most fun way to enjoy a trampoline. That's true. I mean, all these are all true statements. Yeah. Uh, this is a terrific pick. <laughs> But we've Especially also now that we're all old and like get off my lawn, like right. we're very concerned about the lawn. Well, and we've been on both sides of this because when we were growing up, our friend Jamie had a trampoline, and we were over there all the time. Yep. But then we got older. We were like in high school, maybe off to college, and mm-hmm. we got Claire got a, our younger sister got a trampoline for her birthday. And I got to say, it was nice to have one there in the backyard, but it was kind of a pain because you have two choices: you either leave it up in the winter. And risk it looking mm-hmm. like crap, mm-hmm. which is one reason why you don't want to have it. Or you spend like half a day, and it, you always think it's going to take like a couple hours, but it's it ends up being half a day oh, taking man. the damn thing down and storing it. Yeah, which putting, is like, putting together and taking apart a trampoline is one of the worst experiences that I've ever gone through. Yeah, it's not fun. 
I mean, I've had a pretty That's easy miserable. life, I guess. <laughs> That's the worst of it, but still. The gap between number 10 and 9 brought to you by the word shot clog. S-H-O-T hyphen C-L-O-G. It's literally a person who is a bore tolerated only because he or she pays the shot. Ugh. <laughs> a shot, wow. a I, shot clog. I hate that. <laughs> I have never heard that term in my many years of living. It feels Where like something I? that, like... A bunch of swells would have said at a at a 1920s swinging party. <laughs> Correct. So maybe we'll we'll have a chance to use that in, in normal conversation when discussing this list at a later time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna probably try to rip that one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. We got number mm-hmm. nine coming in hot here. This one is also backyard related. It is mm-hmm. just having a big lawn or a like a large property with like a lot of acreage. Excellent choice. Another terrific choice. I, so I, when I was growing up, we had like a smaller kind of lawn. My dad was very meticulous about keeping it. And then when I was 10 or 11 years old, we moved and we ended up having a place with like a huge, huge lawn. Like it was the big feature of the place was how big the yard was. And first of all, we moved at the wrong age for us to have a yard that big. Like we were a little bit older at a time when you would just naturally enjoy a lawn like that a little bit less. But I can attest to how much enjoyment that place, the the yard gave other people. And while it did give us a lot of joy, my God, it was a lot of work, like a lot, a lot of work. Just mowing the thing took forever. But like the the planting and the mulching and the digging god it was a pain yeah that and that's the reason i think that it's it's a lot of maintenance but also yeah. having a big yard is a lot of fun like you can you can do so many things and you yeah. can you know host parties and you're always that place where everybody wants to hang out but i just i just don't know if it outweighs but how, like, how much work it is it's so much better to attend a party usually than it is to host a party. Correct. So oh, like, yeah, it's that is a that is a truth. That's a tale as old as time. That is very true. So like, if you have a person in your neighborhood that has like a dope ass big backyard, and they like have a party there every so often that you're invited to, that's like you got it made in the shade, probably right. literally. Yeah. 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 Very true. Yeah, we yeah. like we had a decent sized yard, but it was just like not conducive to like playing like field sports in mm-hmm. and so like, that's another reason you might not want to have a big yard even if you don't have kids punk kids that live next door like us yeah. might come play in your yard yeah this is true I know, we know that from experience yeah so. it's wild how much yard shape matters to yard function now that you say that like you can have a huge yard that just doesn't work to play sports in or you can have a small one that kind of works really well it's very dependent mm-hmm. on the shape yeah. Or if you have a big ass tree right in the middle, right of in it. the middle, which is yeah, kind of what we that's did. A we, we had a we had a decent sized lawn, but it was just in the back. We had a good backyard, but it was very it was like just a big old rectangle. So to play any yard sport really didn't work except for just like catch. We had a great catch backyard, yeah, because it was just mm. very long. So yeah, yep. that's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's number nine. That's a good one. Number eight. Now. I'm really worried about personally offending your co-host here, Kyle, Uh-oh. with this one. Is it going to be a cat? It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's, 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 it might hurt you more, honestly. And and I, I don't, that's not my intention here. It's not Caroline. Wow, this on. is about it's to be really Caroline. bad. No, it's not. It's not bad. It's just, and I think that you might find it in your heart to agree with me, maybe very, very, very deep down. Number eight is having your own library or a collection of books. Mm, I will tell you, as a as a recent mover, I'm starting to see the wisdom in not having your own big ass library because, let me tell you, books are heavy. Yes, that and that is the sole factor as to why they're yeah. they're here on this list because I moved from an apartment in Chicago to another apartment in Chicago and I have like one like uh, banker box full of books. Mm-hmm. And it is the heaviest, the heaviest box I had to move. And it's just one box yeah. of hardcover books. I can't imagine having a collection of books or some of the, Mike, my boyfriend, his uncle has an entire like suite in his house of just books. I mean, he's probably never going to move in his lifetime. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, maybe that's he's probably going to die there. Yeah. It's like soon die in his library. Probably. Wow. Okay. 
<laughs> it's his favorite room. I think. Yeah, I think I mean, that that's what go it is. Somewhere, geez, Kyle. That's what it is. It has to be like a your landing place. Like you can't yeah. get a library until you're in your place. You know. That's an interesting take. I remember watching. There's a show called uh, Buying Big Sky, and it's about people who build these just like Uber mansions in you know Montana, Wyoming, all these places. And they were showing this house. That had this tub that was made out of like one gigantic piece of granite. And the tub weighed some absurd amount. Like it was like 4,000 pounds, let's say. So basically it was on a reinforced column and then they built the house around it. And that's kind of how I'm picturing my library someday is instead of like choppering in my books to a home, I would just like to build a home around the books. <laughs> And then just presume I'll be entombed in that library forevermore. <laughs> well, that actually sounds like a really nice scenario for you. Yeah. But I think you're actually, like, the heaviness, I think, bothers you. I'm sure it does. Mm-hmm. But you're a big, yeah. strong guy. If I'm reading you correctly, and I think I am, what's worse about owning a large collection of books is that people ask you to borrow books all the time, and then they don't necessarily return them, or if they do, they're not in great shape. Yeah, Which I, th- definitely true. I think is probably far more offensive to your sensibilities. That is the most offensive. I have an ongoing list in my phone, like a notes thing. I actually just updated it just today, because one of my coworkers just recently left my company and took two of my books with him. Oh, no. oh my god. I'm never getting those books back, and I'm debating whether i go out and purchase like a really shitty used copy just so i have them because i really liked both of these books and i think i want a copy and i'm i'm doing like the cost of a cup of coffee calculation right it's like when michael scott buys the insurance and it's like the cost of a cup of coffee an hour and i think i'm sort of doing this calculation like how absurd would it be to pay like four bucks six bucks for a used (laughs) copy of this book i don't know yet yeah, that's that's really heartbreaking, and I, I'm sorry yeah. that that people like us do that to you. It's the, I no, mean, it's okay. I I I'm also kind of guilty of this. I borrowed a book from a coworker similarly, and it was mm-hmm. the I think it was The Martian, and I borrowed it from her, and then I moved to Chicago. But I knew that I still had it. To be fair, I knew that I had it, and I hadn't left the company, so I was gonna return it to her. And she like emailed me or messaged me and was like, "Hey, like, are you gonna like?" Can you send me that book back? And I was like, Leslie, I still work here. Like, I'm going to bring it back to you. I wasn't going to steal your book. But it's just that anxiety that goes along with it. Even the best of friends don't always return books. It's true. I'm, like, mostly convinced that our friend Jamie borrowed Game of Thrones from you and then gave it back to me, and then I failed to give it to you. And we're, like, as close as two friends can be. I think we've landed on it. Yeah, so I owe you a copy of Game of Thrones, but like, no, I actually purchased a new copy. That was one. <laughs> that was one book that I actually wanted another copy. So I did actually buy recently a copy for like eight bucks. Wow. All right. So point being, even if you have a really really good friend that you love enough to yeah. have a podcast with, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. then you might be betrayed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you might be stabbed in the back. I I will say though. So I think this is an excellent pick, and I actually think it might even need to be higher on this list. I would consider myself a very weird person because I actually get joy by osmosis, like walking (laughs) by my books. I look at them and I remember (laughs) reading them. Like I have a freakish memory for where and when I read a book. So I'll see it like, ooh, that was on vacation in Pennsylvania. ah, Probably around senior year. And like I'll remember that. I'm like, oh, that was such a nice time. Like I just walked by the bully pulpit. It's a book about uh, Teddy Roosevelt and it's about William Howard Taft. I read that on the beach in New York with Dylan and his family. I see that book and it brings me real joy. But I don't think most people have that. So the actually having of the books is only inconvenient. But for me, it's like this little extra added element that I get joy from looking at them. Yeah. And this is kind of where the disclaimer comes in. Like you're, you're the book guy. And that's your thing, and I, yeah. I don't want to take that away from you, ever. No, but you're right. I, yeah. I, I'm totally agreeing with you, because if not for this weird quirk that I have of actually, like, just absorbing the joy of the book walking past it, it would be an, it would definitely be really inconvenient, and I would definitely not want to have books. Yep. I think you yeah, said it. Great pick. Thank you. All right, we'll move on, then. 
to number seven. Now this well, one... Will we? Oh, oh, I seem to have misstepped. Well, it seems you've realized your error, and so I think I know, or that you know, what needs to happen now. I think I do. I think, I think Kevin needs to play that stanky beat. Boom! Boom. <laughs> that was stanky. <laughs> Aaron, that was some great stank queuing. Wonderful work. Thank you. Yeah, you can take that stank to the bank. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. nice. you. I like that. I like that. He's been saving that one up. I just thought of it. I'm very, very pleased with myself. <laughs> you should write I'm going to put write that, that stank down. in the bank joke into my spank bank for later. <laughs> Seriously, write that one down. We'll get you guys some more, uh, some swag with that on it. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> uh. Uh, okay, okay, so do, have you prepared a not top three? Oh, I, see, I did, but I kind of was struggling as to what, like, how do you even classify it? Yeah, what's a not top three for this? That's always a fun question to explore. Yeah. Is like, what, not like, what are the top, not top three, but like, what would that list be? Yeah. So, so in this case, would it be things you really want to own and not borrow? So like, underwear? <laughs> right, like, that's what I was thinking. That, like, I really <laughs> like owning underwear and not borrowing them. Yeah. Is it something that you take pride in being the sole owner of? Like, that's also a good way to put it. Like, uh, like you want to be the only person with like, uh, like a specific model of car. Like, it's mm. unique to you in the same way. I don't know. It's kind of like Andrew with the element. Hmm. Andrew with the element, like his yeah. Honda element. <laughs> yeah. it's, I'm really glad that that's his. Like, it's awesome that he owns that because he's the element guy. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and then I also thought of it as maybe things that, even though they require a lot of maintenance or cost, that you, it's something that you want to invest in. So, like, something like a reliable car, like a nice sedan. Or hmm. a Honda people, Civic, yeah, Honda Civic, a Toyota Corolla, perhaps. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe a maybe a nice, um, really, really good mattress is like something you're gonna buy and you're gonna have it forever type of thing. Great call. That was one of the things I spent on when I bought a house. Me that too, was like yeah. one of my couple things. Was like I gotta get a nice mattress. It's mm-hmm. like Cam's big three. Cam says you need to yes. invest heavily in the interior of your car, mm-hmm. your mattress, and your shoes. Yeah. Maybe that's our, that's that's our top, top three. three. <laughs> yeah, that's not top yeah, three. Yeah, good, good call. This Great not word. top three brought to you by Cam. By Cam Sant. <laughs> Here in spirit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was great. Great. Beautiful work. Thanks, Cam. We yeah. did it. Okay. Back to number seven. That's right. Mm-hmm. Where it's appropriately slotted. So at number seven, I have a sports car. And yeah. Yeah. the reason that I put this here is because... I am always down to go for a ride in a sports car, but me myself, I don't feel comfortable driving one just because mm. I don't, I don't consider myself to be a car person. So I don't know the ins and outs of cars, but anytime anybody asks me if I want to go for a ride in the convertible, the answer is always going to be yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I picture myself in this scenario being like handsome or not handsome Rob. Like, the real Napster trying to ride his, like, crazy-ass bike in the Italian job. Or, like, uh, what's Ben's friend from uh, National Treasure? Riley. Yeah. Trying to drive his Ferrari at the end of the movie and just, like, grinding the shit out of the gears. But this was this was probably the first thing I thought of when you mentioned, when you mm-hmm. were explaining the list. Like, this is such a perfect fit for this list. Yeah. Well, it, like, the thing is... Like, even if you, let's say you, let's say you don't have to worry about not being able to drive a stick. Let's say you yeah, are a master of that part of it. Mm-hmm. Sports cars are just impractical. Like, I think of Cam and his Miata. Mm-hmm. That thing is so much fun to whip around mm-hmm. in. I love riding in that car with Cam. But it just, it and he loves it too. But it leads to a lot of, like, logistical problems. Mm-hmm. Like, you can only fit two people in them, typically. There's yeah. no trunk space. So, like, to, for me to own a car like that would be such an impractical endeavor based mm-hmm. on, like, the needs I have from a car. Yeah. So, yeah. it's, this is, this is a perfect choice for this yeah. list. Like, yeah. I'm probably never gonna own a car like that, or at least not until I'm retired. So, like. Well, there's, like, seasonality to it. Think yeah. about Kyle. Storage. Perfect example. Like, you think about the efficiency of how you get from point A to point B. 
Like, just imagine that a certain percentage of roads were just off limits for you because, mm-hmm. you know, you're riding too low to the ground to even go on this road. Like, even the most practical sports car, I would, if I had to say, you probably wouldn't count, like, a Bentley or a Rolls Royce. Those are, like, a super luxury car. But, like, in the world of sports cars, an Aston Martin is probably about as practical as it gets or, like, a Maserati. Those are those ride reasonably like at a relatively decent height off yeah, the ground, and even those, even just for the health of the car, you can't do it. But then the other thing is like the neurosis. I would, mm-hmm. and this probably speaks to the fact that I can't afford one of these cars. <laughs> yeah. I'd be so worried about it all the time. Yeah, like, where do you even park if, it? Even if I were yeah. in the perfect environment, like climate, everything is perfect, I'd still feel really weird every time I were away from the car. Right. I don't need that stress in my life, is what I'm trying to say. No. And, I mean, this is probably just my Midwestern bias speaking, too. But also, we have snow, so you can't... Yeah. That eliminates the majority of the year by itself. So, I mean, I get it if you're on the West Coast and the climate is really nice and you can drive it year-round, but we just don't have that option. So, specifically for us, it would be super impractical. My question is whether or not... It might be that this appears higher on the list, but it's also a little niche. If you live in the city, just any any kind of car. Oh, so, so like, like it's actually a really good point. I don't mean to sound like you know, like a jerk, like oh, I hate driving people around. I don't. It's nice to have a car to be able to. For, for example, we we drove our bikes we up did. to to a trail, and like it was great to have a car in that yeah. case. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's any question. Of the two of us, I would rather be you and get a ride from me of than be me and own the car. Yeah. But, yeah, if I were to have a car and you didn't, you would also be getting rides from me. Uh, oh. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it works the same way. I, I'm no, so, and I'm not I, saying that. Yeah, I'm not, but it's, Aaron, I'm not begrudging you the, that you ride in my car. I don't want to argue. Aaron. <laughs> but... This is reminding me so much of Mark Brandanowitz talking about the worst <laughs> part of owning a truck. Yes. It's yes. It's like having people ask to borrow your truck. Wow. But I didn't mean to spoil this if this is higher on your list. But no. it, it's worth mentioning. No. I agree. Um, yeah. <laughs> moving on to number six. Now this one, it, it makes me feel a little strange to put this on a list, if I'm being <laughs> honest. And this is coming from, <laughs> this is a disclaimer within my disclaimers. This one, wow! I know what this one is. Disclaimers. You, yeah, I, I think Whoa. that you probably do. It's a penis. It's no not, girl wants to have a penis, but they want to know someone who has one. Right? That is, That's number wow. six. Now I'm really upset because you you took out my number one. <laughs> <laughs> now I have nothing to say for the rest. <laughs> but it's fine. I, I can recover from this. Okay. Yeah. Just do some fancy footwork. <laughs> no, number six is not a penis. Um. It is something a, a, a little different. It, I, I, I was <laughs> a little different. You, are, you look so nervous. <laughs> I was, I don't want to make anybody angry or make anybody feel like I'm attacking them because that is not my intention. This, this, 50% number, of people have penises. Yeah. <laughs> this, this item personally in my life currently as the way that I, that I sit now. I do not want Just this. Just say something so it's not a penis anymore. <laughs> I do not want this at this point in my life. Later on. Because everything oh. you're saying could still be a penis. I know what it is. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. I do too. Later on in my life, great. Yeah. That, that's the plan. And I'm just not at that phase of my life yet. Number six is kids. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. this is on here mostly because I love hanging out with a kid every once in a while. You know, like yeah. hanging out. Mike has a nephew. Cutest kid ever. Yeah. But the best part about having a boyfriend with a nephew and not having a son is that at the end of the day, it gets to go home with his parents. And they have to deal with it when it has a tantrum, yep. when it starts throwing up. And I just get it in the highlight, the highlight reel, you okay. know? So, two things. First of all, that is not offensive in any way to okay. anybody. All right. I don't no. think. <laughs> I don't know who would be offended by it. I think most people understand that, like, their children are a source of joy to other people. And, yes. like, they've signed up for the fact that, like... It's less fun to, to like, go home at that yeah. point. I think that's understood generally. Also, like, just for some behind-the-scenes context, Erin told me she had this list, like, maybe a month ago. And she yeah. was like, but, I don't know. It seems <laughs> like, it seems like it might be kind of, 
I don't know, offensive to some people. And like, but she didn't tell me what the list was, obviously. And I was like a little bit worried about it. I was like, what could it be? And this <laughs> top is, ten races. Yeah. This is like <laughs> number one, white people. <laughs> Like, so, oh my goodness, Aaron. Number, Jeez. number two through ten, any other race. <laughs> <laughs> you, so I think you have a habit of, or at least you're exhibiting this now, of being a little bit ner- more nervous than you need to be about this. That's, That's true. I, yeah. I, I want to <laughs> talk about this, this pick a little bit because I got a, a little taste of this it was now two weekends ago. So Quinn and Emma, as the listeners know, were visiting me. Uh, we recorded a podcast and it was a terrific one if you want to listen about their ideas on dates. And while they were here, they brought their, their infant son. And we have an absolute blast. He's a pleasure, and I really enjoy him. But a really good encapsulation of how much your life changes was we were going to brunch with their friends. And it was, I want to say we were getting brunch, like, say, 9 o'clock. And we got where we were supposed to be around 8.30. And we said, you know, let's just stroll around the neighborhood a little bit. So we walked, like, five minutes away. And Emma was like, ooh, he needs to get changed. So they ran into a target. I sat on a bench. They changed him, come out 10 minutes later. You know, it's like 8.40 now. I'm like, so do you guys want to keep strolling and like come back? Or do should we go to the restaurant? Like, let's just go to the restaurant. So it's it's a totally minor thing. Very unimportant. Did not negatively impact my day. But like we couldn't stroll. Like we couldn't we couldn't just walk because of a baby. And so... I thoroughly enjoyed drinking in his cuteness, but I think right now at this stage of my life, I love strolling. I'm a big <laughs> fan of strolling. Yeah. And the idea of having my like walking 10 feet impeded by another life is a very interesting concept to me at this point. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I was on the bus the other day and there was this like a younger couple in front of me, like younger than me couple, and they mm-hmm. had a, a baby and they, they were just like playing around with it, whatever. And all of a sudden the mom got like a look on her face and she was like, did he, did he poop? And she's like, and so she literally just like peeks inside his pants. They have a whole, whole <laughs> setup here. They got a stroller. They got a diaper bag. They got everything. And she's like, oh yeah, he pooped. And immediately they're like, <laughs> it was like an alarm went off. <laughs> they pull the bus stop thing. The bus like skids over. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, you get the stroller. I got the baby. And she took the baby. And they immediately had to get off the bus, and they, like, went into the Target or something to change it immediately. Okay. First of all, kudos to them, because yeah. there are a lot of people that, like, would just let an entire bus full of people smell poop. Correct. I fart on the bus all the time. <laughs> yeah. So, kudos to them. They're doing yeah. it right. But, yeah, I, just to, to echo your sentiments, like, I love spending time, like, like Mike, when I was at, uh, hanging out with you a couple weeks ago, and we got to hang out with your nephew... That was like a couple of blissful hours of spending time with one of the cutest mm-hmm. humans on this planet. So like there's, and it's amazing. It's great to know a couple of people that have young children for me to spend time with and then go home and like take my pants off and watch TV and not worry about yep. anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like peanuts everywhere, like oh. all kinds of like sharp objects and big falls <laughs> everywhere. Heat, like curling irons just sitting on the counter. It's nice. Yeah, definitely agree. And the reason that it appears kind of still pretty low on the list for, for being such high maintenance as children are is because of, because they, how do I want to say it? They're the most maintenance, but also you get the most reward from having children. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not like you use it once a year and then the rest yeah. of the time it's sitting. Like, yeah. It's one of the yeah. hardest things you do in your life, but I think it gives you one of the most the most return out it, of anything on this list. It must be, right? Because yeah. people keep doing it. I guess, like, yeah. they don't... Oh, it's, like, it's maybe not the right way to think about it. But, like, it's. I see your point. Like, the, the ratio of, like, work to joy is right. far more even, probably, than some of the other things we're going to talk about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. For the owner. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it sits here. Number five... I'm going to move on to number five now. Yeah. Decided. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> number five comes from a recent experience that I had. And it was one of the greatest, like, I loved it so much. I got to um, babysit a friend here that I have has a little Frenchie dog. So number mm. five is a dog. 
slash slash pet, I guess. But I think that dog dog especially dog especially cats. I I'll tell you, cats are are a real walk in the park. Like a dog, holy shit, that's a commitment. Yeah, it's such a commitment. But the joy that I got from going over to his apartment like twice a day, taking that little puppo for a walk, walking down Mm -hmm. to the lake, coming back, feeding it. And then just corralling it up in the kitchen and, like, heading the fuck out. It was great. It was great. <laughs> and then, you know, he sometimes the dog, one she had one accident the entire time that I was watching her over a weekend. One accident in the house. She um, peed on her bed. And so I texted Ernie. I was like, hey, like, this really sucks. I know you're going to be home in, like, a couple hours. Um, he's like, actually, I'm on my way home. Don't worry about it. Just leave it. I This happens all the time. So I just... Left the the dog bed full of pee. And, I mean, I, I did what I could, you know. Yeah. It's not like a sopping wet dog bed. But <laughs> like I, you I, sit in that pee dog. <laughs> I did the best that I could. I soaked it up, and he's like, "Don't worry about it. it happens all the time." He th- he came home, threw it in the washer, and he dealt with all of it. You know, it's like I was able to just like leave the dog exactly where I le- where I came and got it, and it was it was great being able to kind of be dismissive about the whole situation. Yeah, it sounds like you really got the best of both worlds there. I, I did. I really did. And I'm that it only happened once. I was a very sure. very good dog watcher. This was a mishap. <laughs> but other than as, that, as a non-dog owner, the thing that about dogs that have always kind of alarmed me the most is the way it reshapes your ability to like take vacations and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I, in my experience as a cat owner, Cats are pretty cool with you taking a trip. I mean, they need to, you know, you need to be sure that they're fed and watered properly, but they don't really give a shit if you're gone, but a dog does. And to me, that's always been the part that would be tough. Like if I were on a week long vacation, I'd feel like I was doing something wrong and abandoning the dog. And that, mm-hmm. that's always, that's why I like visiting a dog is so wonderful, I think. Yep. Yeah. It's a delight that our mom and stepdad have a couple of dogs. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's just the right amount of dog for me right now. Go home every now and again, hang out with the dogs for a few days, and then get out. out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Don't have to worry about the training them or, you know, all the, the big responsibilities of having a dog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not to mention the cost. Cost Dogs are pretty expensive. Not cheap. Yeah. Especially yeah. especially big ones. They eat a shit ton, turns yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on up, I guess. Number four here, I have vacation home slash cottage slash timeshare. Yeah. So perfect. What a yeah. perfect, perfect pick. Yeah, so this this mostly comes from we we never had a cottage growing up, but pretty much all of my close friends growing up did have a cottage or like our the families that we were close to by association all had cottages that we frequented. And even even as just being a visitor to these cottages, it was still a responsibility. Having yeah. you know, you go and you spend a weekend there with the family or not. Sometimes you go by yourself, but you borrow the cottage, and then before you leave, you still got to, you know, strip the beds, make sure everything's clean before you yeah. leave, so for the next person to come. So I can't I can't even imagine owning it, what it would be like. It's like the responsibility of owning a home, except you're not there to, yeah. like, take care of it. Right. And, yeah. like, deal with shit as it happens. It's like, it's, man, this is another perfect example, Mike. Like, visiting your parents up in New Hampshire was the best. <laughs> yep. It's such a it's such a great example. So I will be in this boat until my parents in many years from now croak, at which point I will take on one third ownership of that home and I know for certain I'll enjoy it much less. Partially because, yes, my parents will not be there to co enjoy it with me, but probably more importantly because I'll be the one responsible for making sure that things aren't rusting. But I'll give you a crazy example of the commitment of owning a vacation home. So my parents, when they built that place, were thinking about putting in a wood-burning stove because it's up in the woods in New Hampshire and, you know, it's really cool, smells good, all that stuff. You have to stop burning the wood. So if you leave, like, on a Sunday, you'd have to stop burning the wood, like, midday Saturday to make sure it was fully burnt out. You have to air it out. And you basically would have like a 24 hour lead time from the time you were, you wanted to leave. You have to work back 24 hours to stop burning. Like, holy crap. 
But that's not a law. Like, that's just, like, something you would no, do on your own. No, that's just, like, if you're somebody who doesn't want to burn their house down. Yeah, because in New Hampshire... Are. Yeah, the there fact, are no laws in New Hampshire. I was... What's the motto? Live free, live free or die. Or die. I always yeah. say it. I like to say live free and die. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you're toting your pistols all over the time. <laughs> you got your six-shooter. Like, just things happen. But, but yeah, that's, it's, it's crazy. Like, think about that equipment. Or think about, like, our friend Jameson's a great example. His family... Yeah. It's such a beautiful home in Charleston, but the weather there is so extreme. Just think about like f- making sure that it's properly kept up so that hurricanes don't damage it, or you know, oh like, my god, like, if there's any flood damage or those crazy ass palmetto bugs, like those. That's just a lot to keep track of. And then your friends freeloading asses. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. gonna say, there's kind of that assu- not an assumption, but. Generally, yeah, people who buy houses like that, they, that's why they do it, is because they want to host people. So that's just yeah. another thing that you have to consider. Yeah. Yeah. We've been very fortunate to have always been on the receiving end, mm-hmm. uh, like, or the better end of this particular bargain. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'd have to agree. So, and probably, and a lot of those people whose homes we visited are probably listening to this podcast. Yeah. So thank you all. <laughs> yeah. Thank you all for, <laughs> for providing us with so much enjoyment yeah. at almost thank you, no Jameson cost. Thank you, and family. We yeah. love your home. Not to mention, uh, the lake, the lake we visit, Quinn and Emma. Yeah. I'm yeah. hoping to make it up there this year for the first time. Oh, you haven't been? That's right. No, never Any, been. Anyways, it'll be a perfect exempl- uh, example of number four here. Yep. yep. Sure will. All right, number three. Now, we kind of already touched on this, like, very briefly, but number three is a truck, specifically. Okay. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to spoil that No, one. that's okay. I, I didn't consider it to be the same thing as a car, really. Yeah. Truck. Well, Mark Brandanowitz was right on. Yeah, a truck is here because... People are always going to be asking to borrow your truck to to move things, mostly. And it also is just kind of a hassle having a truck because, I mean, depending on what kind you have, I guess. But if you have a diesel truck, that's like a whole, it's a whole another level. But it's just like a, just huge. They're very big, very hard to to to, uh, park in a lot of in a lot of cases, and it's just generally more maintenance than a car, I would say. And it's not even like. Like, moving. It's just, like, assumed that, like, if you're going to, like, a gathering where, like, a couple of spare chairs are needed, like, you're going to drive to get the chairs and then bring them and then bring them back. Like, it's small shit like that or, like, I... Yeah, perfect example. We had our company party last week when I was home, and it was just at somebody's house off of the work site. And so we, like, brought as much as we could in cars, but and then we were heading over to the house early to set everything up. We're like, we just, we had a big table that we needed brought over. So we just put it at the top of the stairs. And we're like, hey, can somebody with a truck bring this over when you come? <laughs> Bye. And then we left and somebody brought it over with their truck. But I mean, yeah, it's just that, that assumed responsibility, I think, that can be hard sometimes. What's also interesting is that I feel like all the people I know that have trucks are like the kinds of people that like would never seem annoyed lending you yeah. like the use of their truck. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I'm sure that's not the case for everybody, but at least for me, it, like, makes it difficult to assume the the proper amount of, like, hesitation to utilize those services. That's a great point, yes. Yeah, so it is it is interesting, like, who is the burden on to stop these things from happening? <laughs> like, who is supposed to stop the abuse is, is a really interesting question. Yeah, only you can prevent runaway borrowing. <laughs> That's true. True, true that. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. Um, I just realized we kind of blew through honorable mentions. Aaron, did oh, you have any? Bef- yes, I did. I had quite a few actually. Oh, perfect. I these are things that that pretty pretty nearly missed the list. A lot of them were actually on the list until the drive over here. Wow. I was I was still <laughs> editing this list on the Uber over here. Wow. Um, Dang. So one of these things very recently came off, and that was. Streaming services like ca- cable. <laughs> cable. Not that we endorse doubling up because that would be illegal. Yeah, don't do right. that. But the reason that I took it off is because of the the disclaimer that I had before, where it's literally just money. Because like if if it was free, yes. if it was yes. free, then I would. Very want good it. point. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it kind of works out because a lot of times, like 
somebody will have HBO and somebody will have Netflix and you just kind of share. But I, I didn't really feel like it fit perfectly on this list. And when you say you, you mean sort of the generic you, not anybody who you actually know. Correct. No. Oh, of course not. Of course. This is all hypothetical. Yes. Purely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would never. Okay. The next one that I have on here is a Costco membership. Oh. And this is, this is mostly. That's a great one. <laughs> this is assuming that I'm not even, I don't even need anything from Costco. But yeah. if I have a friend with a Costco membership, you can bet your ass that I'm coming to Costco with yeah, you. Yeah, you'll find something to need. Every time. No, not even. Like, even if I go, don't buy a single thing. The amount of enjoyment that I get from stepping <laughs> into a Costco yeah. is monumental. The, there's the free samples. You get to oh, yeah. talk about strolling. Yeah. Like a, you stroll the, through like, that place. Terrible quality clothing, the like $30 DVDs. Oh, yeah. You can sit in nice furniture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So th- this is also one that very narrowly missed this list. Get like an enormous slice of pizza. Oh, yeah. For like a yeah. dollar. Yep. It's gross. <laughs> we went to hoops later. Mike yep. and I went to Costco for something, I forget, and we got one of those like monstrous, um, frozen yogurt where and it like is up to here it's so nobody can see but it's like very tall and aaron's took, expressing a distance roughly from her belly button to her forehead it's, it's yeah. very tall. <laughs> and i took one spoonful out of it and the entire thing from the top to the bottom was hollow <laughs> oh, so they like very God. very strategically do it in like a cone around the cup and even to the point and you take one bite out of the top and you can see the bottom wow. of the that's cup. brutal a jenga ama- tower was amazing frozen yogurt 10 out of that, 10 that's like that'll convince you to vote for elizabeth warren like take <laughs> on the corporations what bullshit <laughs> I'd still eat that shit again. That's what she's running on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a pyramid scheme. <laughs> Next honorable mention is also kind of just funny. Tattoos. <laughs> oh, that's such a that's good one. Such a good one. That's like, that's incredible. Because it reminded me of that Rhett and Link. Um, yeah. They did a video a long time back. I don't even remember what it was titled, but just one of the just lines the in battle. it. Yeah, the rap battle. And one of the lines in it is just, Something about... I think tattoos are cool. On other, other people. people. Yeah. <laughs> and that's so true because, like, people with tattoos are so cool that I want to have friends who have tattoos so that I'm cool by association. I think this belongs that's on the so, list. This, this could, is so I good. Be on the list. This is so good. That's true. I Except... Mean, I'd be willing to negotiate. The only problem is that most of these things are universally true on your actual list. And this is only true to lame people like us who just, like, won't yeah. exactly. get a tattoo. Exactly. <laughs> Which is, I think, why it was left off. Yeah. And also, there are different kinds... Well, I'm not even going to go there. Like, tattoos aren't always cool. That's like, true. There is, like, kind of... That's a, true. Like, a sub-genre of people who have, like, really cool tattoos that you just want to be associated with. And Yeah. But I, I, I like, I, I'm not against tattoos for myself. I just, like... I, I don't have any, and I don't have any plans of getting any. But I would like some more friends with tattoos, is all I'm trying yeah. to say. Mike, you were thinking about getting a tattoo, isn't that right? I have offered many a time, and nobody has paid for it. <laughs> yeah, we haven't... Should, uh, do you want me to mention this where, like, nine people can hear it? We have an outstanding... Uh, no, no, oh, no. You can mention it. I'm not worried about the appropriateness. I'm just worried that it'll start a GoFundMe page. <laughs> that's what I That's what I more more meant. Yeah. Like, we're obviously not above talking about butt tattoos on this podcast. Oh, but... I have a butt tattoo anecdote as well. But oh, I thought... Wow, first. I really thought it was just going to end there. I have a butt tattoo. And just say, I have a butt tattoo. <laughs> Period. End of sentence. In which case, we're going to end this as a top, a top eight list and just... Be stuck there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Any more honorable mentions? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Actually, there's really only one more I think that I have that I'm interested in talking about. This one is just a backyard garden, like a vegetable garden. Mm. Oh, good pick. Because v- gardens are so much work to maintain, and you kind of have to have a green thumb to even keep one going. And have it supply you with actual edible food. Mm-hmm. But inevitably, if you have friends with gardens, you're going to get some, like, fresh some produce. produce. Like, yeah. always, people at work are always bringing in their tomatoes from their garden because they have too much to can or, like, whatever. So you're bound to benefit from friends who have gardens. One thing that we have, or we haven't, but we ought to benefit from, it's a cool thing about living in the city, 
is that there are communal gardens, which kind of solves mm. this problem. Like, obviously, there's still some amount of ownership required to, like, participate in a community garden. But, like, you can get the advantage of being in a full garden, and you probably shouldn't be taking other people's produce. <laughs> but, like, you have gardening space and, like, can enjoy sitting in a garden yeah. without having to tend it all by yourself. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So that's actually a pretty neat little commodity that <laughs> yeah, I've that seen. Is, that is kind of specific to city, I guess. You don't really want to be hanging out in other people's gardens in their in their actual <laughs> private backyards. That's true. So I pretend I would... to be a scarecrow. <laughs> <I> would... <laughs> What are you doing here? <laughs> Just enjoying the scenery. <laughs> Why are you cawing? <laughs> You're a human man. <laughs> if I this only had a brain, but that's a jump the fence. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. Yay! <laughs> so those are great honorable mentions. Yes. I guess we'll move on, yeah? Sure. Mm-hmm. To number two. Number now, two. number two is something that requires, obviously, a lot of maintenance. And you get not a whole lot of enjoyment out of it and it tends to be well i'll just say it it's a pool yeah and oh yeah because i feel like every time somebody says that they're getting a pool they're like oh man i I got a pool i'm gonna use it every day like i'm gonna swim in it i'm gonna do laps every morning and it's like you never nobody ever does that yeah it's like the only time the only time you end up using it is when other people come over i feel like yeah and at that point, like, that's when I would want to enjoy it anyways. And then having to take care of it year-round and, like, closing a pool. This is th- your whole thing about, like, ratio of, of maintenance to enjoy The maintenance of the pool is absurd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's either an incredible amount of work or an incredible amount of cost. I feel like this is fundamentally the same idea as the trampoline, but just way worse. Yeah. Like a hundred times. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah, same thing. Liability. It's just like, yes. It can be, be dangerous having a pool. And then you have to have a fence around your pool. It's just the whole mm-hmm. thing. And, and also Midwest again, but you can only use it for like three months out of the year, three or four yeah. months out of the year. Yeah. Theoretically, this list might shift around a little bit if you lived yeah. in California and like you could enjoy some of these things year round. Mm-hmm. But even then, like, it's still better to know a person that has a pool mm-hmm. than it is to own a pool in California, probably. Yeah. I mean, in Florida, like, everybody has pools. So I That's guess true. It's, it's a little different, but this is me personally. So this is my list, damn it. I'm putting This pool is at, your list. I'm put your foot down. number two. Yeah. Yeah. Put that, just put that butt tattoo right down. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right, that brings us to number one. How about that? And it's only been two and a half hours. Here we go. <laughs> we're doing okay on no, time. We're all right. We're good. Number one, I hope that you guys agree with me. I, I feel pretty strongly about this one. Number one is a boat. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I, I I knew it had to be this. Yeah, boats are truck maintenance times like sixteen, like insane yeah. amounts of work. It's like arguably even more maintenance than a pool like yeah because you yeah. have to because like a pool once you have it there it's like you got to clean it and you got to close it but it's just in one spot kind of by definition mm-hmm. but a boat you have to store you have to get it in and out of the water it has a lot of moving parts mm-hmm. it's extremely yeah. dangerous mm-hmm. it requires yeah. permits it's like and also just like the the lead time like before and after like because like a pool if you have it in shape like you jump in, you jump out, <laughs> yeah. your your time is, like, mm-hmm. at the beginning and end of a season. A boat, mm-hmm. it's, like, an hour before and an hour after at least to mm-hmm. take it out for even an hour or two. True. Every but time you're you- so right on this. So right. But, and, like, this, this speaks to your other point, the enjoyment of using a boat without having to do any of those things is insanely oh, yeah. high and significantly yeah. higher than just a pool. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But, and I don't know about you guys, but I have never been like a super huge boat person just because I wasn't really exposed to it as, like, as much. If I go out on a boat two or three times a year, that's good. That's great. Like, even if that. Hundred, hundred percent. Like, I know we're talking recently about like how far down your wish list would you go before you got a boat. And we agreed it's like very far down the list because two to three times. You're exactly right. Like, Two to three times. That's all mm-hmm. I need. Yeah. And wh- you know what I can do instead of paying, I don't know what a boat costs, 50 grand for a boat. I could 
absolutely get a pimpin' boat rental three times a year for, like, a thousand bucks a time. Mm -hmm. And it would take me many years to even come close to paying that same amount. Yeah. Like, if I had 50 grand just lying around, I would so much rather charter an awesome-ass boat three times a year. The trick is you just have to go ahead and you have to do that. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, like, the math... I agree. The math checks out. Yep. Yeah. Also, not to mention how expensive it is to fuel a boat. Oh, my God. It's way more expensive than you would have ever thought. Like, when I first heard how expensive mm -hmm. it was, it blew my mind. What what is the estimate? Because I we have a a bit of old family wisdom that we like to make fun of my grandfather for, which he always talks about a boat costs a hundred bucks a day to run. But we think that that's based on like a nineteen seventy figure, <laughs> and he still quotes that to this day. So talk to us about fueling a boat. Like, what's your info here? I mean, I don't know much, but I know that it's more than a hundred dollars a day. Yeah, I, I and I and I don't even want to guess because I could be way off. But I have a feeling that, like, to take a boat out for an entire day is, like, probably at least a couple hundred, if not upwards, like, a grand. Depending on what kind of boat you have and, like, and how far far you're going and how long you're going to be out. But people take boats out for, like, entire days and just, like, sit and ride around. I think it's really expensive. No thanks. This is literally the first thing that occurred to me when you mentioned this list. So I think it's fitting that it's number one. Yeah. It didn't occur to me, but now it seems foolish that it didn't, because this is number one, unquestionably. The way to do it is to share the responsibilities and ownership of a boat. So, like, for example, Emma's family, her large extended family all has, like, an ownership stake in their, like, lake house and their boat. And so the costs are defrayed over a, a large number of people, which obviously makes sense from a financial perspective and mm-hmm. works in their case because they all like each other. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So like that's not always the scenario, but like that's the way to do it. To do to to do uh, to undertake an endeavor like that by oneself would be quite a lot. Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was fantastic, Aaron. Uh a hell of a list. Very well Thank crafted. You. Mike, are is there anything you're thinking of that we might want to talk about? It's perhaps just a lack of creativity, but no. No, I I I'm struggling to think because you really hit the ones I was thinking of. I jotted a few things down in white mm-hmm. uh, type so Aaron couldn't see them. Yeah, I, I was, I was wondering them. what was going on over here, but it, you got the invisible ink thing happening. One that I like is uh, like a really nice camera because like mm. A, I don't know how to use one and B, I would like drop it and break it and <laughs> then feel really bad. But we have a couple of friends who have nice cameras and like an interest in photography and it's awesome mm-hmm. because whenever you hang out with those people, you end up being in really, really good pictures. Yeah. Shout outs to our friends, uh, Teresa and Allison. Like we had like engagement, like professional quality photographs of our engagement because Teresa and Allison were there. Mm-hmm. So yes, we- I remember that now that they, I specifically remember Allison having that really awesome camera. Yes. And so like that is something I'm glad that I don't own, but I love that I hang out with them and that sometimes I'm featured in some nice pictures. Yeah, that's a good one. And Aaron, of course, you with your Polaroid. Obviously, I love hanging around you. That's fun. You've it's got a that. fun time. I mean, the only problem with that is it only spits out one picture. So <laughs> Every like 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so I, so I, it's not like you can make copies of it and yeah. everyone, but it's the same sentiment. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. A motorcycle kind of is the same thing as a sports car. Like, I would never want to own one, but Mm -hmm. it's cool that I know people that do, and I can ride one every now and again. Sure. Mm -hmm. Oh, so, like, knowing someone that, like, both knows and, like, can afford to have, like, a store of nice wine. So, Ooh, good one. We have some friends who, like, are really into wine, and they live in California, and they, like, have a bunch of it on hand. And, like, I would never want to store that much wine uh, or, like, spend the time or the money to procure the wine in the first place. Mm-hmm. But to spend time with them, like, over dinner and enjoy a really nice bottle of wine is the best. And, like, it probably doesn't qualify for the list because they derive a lot of enjoyment from understanding what makes good wine. And, like, seeking out and acquiring that wine is, like, a great pastime. Yeah. So, like, I don't think they would see it as an, you know, an onus or a responsibility. Mm-hmm. But for someone like us, yeah, it's great to, to reap the rewards without putting in the effort. Mm-hmm. Wine cellar was originally on my list yeah. before I took it off because of the same exact friends we have in California. It's always fun. Yeah. but And it's also really fun to like, this is not really super related to it being on this list, but it's fun 
hanging out with people who re- get really excited about kind of weird things and like hearing them talk about it and teach you about it is really fun. So yeah. it's it's nice having friends who are smart about that kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a great point. The last one I have is a really fancy kitchen. So like it's cool to know someone that has a nice kitchen and will like really go all out and ball out for a meal every now and again and you get invited mm-hmm. to dinner, but you're not necessarily responsible for owning like like a full turkey baster or like a uh or like oven. like an eight part oven or like oh this this is exactly like your uh your business idea Aaron. yeah it is i have we don't want to talk about it because somebody's gonna steal it yeah and I'm, I'm pretty sure that it's already probably a thing we'll just cut all this yeah forget it but it's um it's i had the idea that i think that it would be it would be super helpful to have like an app or something where you can rent kitchen equipment that you don't necessarily want to buy but you want to make oh wow you want to make something that requires like really obscure kitchen things like uh i don't know like a bunt pan yeah like something like that or a dutch oven or or a dutch oven that you know that you're gonna maybe use like twice a year and you don't want to have to store it and whatever so you you type it in the app there's like a, a a brick and mortar store down the road or whatever you go pick it up use it return it the next day for like 20 bucks or something that's a great idea. Yeah. Like a smoker. Yeah. Like who wants to have a, actually that could be on this list. Like uh-huh. dad has a that smoker. Is, that is true. And a, he has like a pizza oven that doubles uh-huh. as a smoker. How did I not think That's of actually that? a really good one. Yeah. But anyways, those are my thoughts. That's all I had. Yeah. Like it. Of the ones I just listed, I'm not actually really serious about any of them compared to the ones that you already have. I'm serious yeah. about tattoo. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that one. I do like that one. Yeah, we could slot tattoos on there, even with the understanding that, like, there's not, like, a high, bi- like, well, at least not a high, like, cost barrier to entry, but you just right. have to be, like, a certain level of coolness to have a good tattoo. Mm-hmm. We could throw that on there. I think towards yeah. the back end probably makes sense. I also think there's a lot of people who fall into our boat. Yes, there's a lot of people who have tattoos and have clearly undertaken the cost, but I think there's a lot of us who are kind of pussing out. That's true. That is true. There are probably fewer people in the world that have tattoos than those who don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't I know. We could we could just honestly drop off number 10 and slot it in there. It's like a silly one for a silly one, you know? Does that make sense to you, Mike? I'm pretty fine with that. And I'm otherwise very happy with this list. Why don't we just go ahead and do that then? So I am swapping out trampoline for tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> does, does tattoos have two T's or three? Just two. It's, I think it's six. Six T's. Tattoos. Tattoos. Three total, you mean? Yeah. I thought you meant three in a row. (laughs) No. I thought you meant three in a row. I I was was worried. I was worried about you there. Um, Tattoos. (laughs) Should I run through the list? Yeah, I tell you what. Why don't you just recap our our final list from ten to one, and then we'll we'll call it a day. Sounds great. Mm -hmm. At number ten, we have tattoos. Number nine, a big yard. Number eight, a book collection. Number seven, sports car. Number six, kids. Five, (laughs) at five, we have dog. Four, a vacation home or a cottage. Three, we have a truck. Two, pool. And number one, boat. Stellar list. Really fantastic work. Thank you. It's it's been it's been a great time. I, I do want to close. You're a co-host. Thank yeah. you. I did want to close with one quote that I found here that I thought was really oh, nice. Please. And um, it reads: "It's never a waste of time or money to do or buy things that you love and use." So that's like that's the ultimate disclaimer here: is that mm. if you feel really strongly about something, don't let anybody <laughs> let you feel. Especially bad. not a bunch of punks like us. Correct. So that know. is definitely number one on your list of <laughs> ten disclaimers. <laughs> That's the number yes. one disclaimer. I thought Best it was, disclaimer I thought it was out nice. there. I, that, you know, I, I thought it was a nice little ending to this list. All kidding aside, that's a lovely sentiment and yes. I think you are needlessly worried about insulting people on this list, but I agree. Your yeah. your high level of of concern I think is is putting this podcast in a good light. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Yeah, you made us look good for one day. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Well, it's been a blast. Thanks yeah. for having me on again. It's, yeah, it's thanks always for coming fun. on. We'll have to do it again with less of a gap this time. Yeah. I'll just, this, it makes a nice segue 
Because this is normally the part where I thank you for doing our artwork, but I just say, like, vaguely, thanks, Aaron. Mm -hmm. But now you're actually here, so I can thank you directly and in person for doing our fabulous artwork. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Aaron. You've done an incredible job. And I think this is officially the episode where we (laughs) admit that you're Kyle's sister. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then thus give away Kyle's name and the whole keys to the kingdom. I think anyone with half a brain could have probably put that together yeah right now. yeah especially because our social media coordinator has been tagging the actual names of us and our friends and <laughs> posts true yeah there's no hiding anymore it's all out there no. cats out of the bag mm-hmm. it's fine yep. i would i'll follow that up by thanking our dear friend <laughs> disclaimer we do not know kevin <laughs> <laughs> no that's uh, not going to be revealed later that like we yeah. actually know kevin. No. Yeah. maybe someday it'd be cool to have him do a list that would be oh that would be great uh-huh. But um, yeah. Well, obviously, we want to thank Kevin for putting together our theme music and the absolutely dripping with stank beat that is our not top three music. Don't forget to take that stank right on down to the bank. <laughs> mm-hmm. Take it right to the bank. You heard and it. While you're first. on your way, check out our terrible Twitter <laughs> and our excellent Facebook group, our great Instagram. Shoot us an email. All those things are top 10 km. 10 is spelled out. For the email, we're top10km at gmail.com. Tell us what we did wrong. Tell us how great Aaron is. Reveal that you knew all along it was Kyle's sister and you've been watching us through the window the whole time. That's fine. <laughs> they both turned around. That was, that was actually hilarious. <laughs> Pretty, good Pretty good work. Pretty good work from the Sands. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Why not? So, so S-A-N-T. S-A-N-T. There's it's no, not a D. It's actually not short of anything. Um, <laughs> it's not Santini or Santangelo. So uh, check us out on those social media platforms. You're obviously listening to us already, but if you want to try us somewhere else, check us out on Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast app, pretty much wherever podcasts can be found. That's what I get to say, dogs. I think that's all there is to say. That should do it. Thanks, amigos. Thanks for coming, Aaron. That was great. Of course. Thanks for having me. Right. Adios. Peace. Peace.